Section 20 of The Wit and Humor of America, Volume 10. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Henry Niemark. The Real Diary of a Real Boy by Henry A. Shute. March 11th, 1860- Went to church in the morning. The furnace was all right. Mr. Leonard preached about loving our enemies and told everyone if he had any angry feelings towards anyone to go to him and shake hands and see how much better you would feel. I know how it is because when me and Beanie are mad, we don't have any fun, and when we make up, the one who is to blame always wants to treat. Why, when Beanie was mad with me because I went home from Gil Steele's surprise party with Lizzie Toll, Ed Toll's sister, he wouldn't speak to me for two days, and when we made up, he treated me to ice cream with two spoons, and he let me dip twice to his once. He took pretty big dips to make up. Beanie is mad if any of the fellers go with Lizzie Toll. She likes Beanie better than she does any of the fellers, and Beanie ought to be satisfied, but sometimes he acts mad when I go down there to fight roosters with Ed. I guess he needn't worry much. No feller isn't going to leave of fighting roosters to go with no girls. Well, I most forgot that I was going to say, but after church I went up to Mickey Gould, who was going to fight me behind the schoolhouse, and said, Mickey, let's be friends, and Mickey said, Ha, huh, old skinny, I can lick you in two minutes, and I said you ain't man enough, and he called me a knock-kneed puke, and I called him a wall-eyed lummox, and he gave me a paste in the eye, and I gave him a good one in the mouth, and then we wrestled, and Mickey threw me, and I turned him, and he got hold of my new false bosom, and I got hold of his hair, and the fellers all hollered, hit him, Mickey, paste him, skinny. And Mr. Purrington, Pute's father, pulled us apart, and I had Mickey's paper collar and necktie and some of his hair, and he had my false bosom, and when I got home, father made me go to bed and stay there all the afternoon for fighting. But I guess he didn't like my losing my false bosom. Anyway, he asked me how many times I hit Mickey and which licked he let me get up at supper time. Next time I try to love my enemy, I'm going to lick him first. Went to a Sunday school concert in the evening. Keen and Seal sung, Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. They was a lot of people sung together, and Mr. Gale beat time. Charlie Gerrish played the violin, and Miss Packard sung. I was scared when Keen and Seal sung, for I was afraid they would break down. But they didn't, and people said they sung like nighthawks. I guess if they knowed how nighthawks sung, they wouldn't say much. Father felt pretty big, and to hear him talk, you would think he did the singing. He give them ten cents apiece. I didn't get none. You just wait, old man, till I get my cornet. Went to a corcus last night. Me and Beanie were in the hall in the afternoon helping Bob Carter sprinkle the floor and put on the sawdust. The floor was all shiny with wax and awfully slippery. So Bob got us to put on some water to take off the shiny wax. Well, right in front of the platform, there is a low platform where they get up to put in their votes and then step down. And Beanie said, don't put any water there, only just dry sawdust. So I didn't. Well, that night we went early to see the fun. Jim Loverin got up and said there was one man which was the oldest voter in town, and he ought to vote first. 
The name of this distinguished citizen was John Quincy Ann Pollard. Then old Mr. Pollard got up and put in his vote, and when he stepped down, his heels flew up, and he went down whack on the back of his head, and two men lifted him up and lugged him to a seat, and then Ed Dearborn, him that rings the town bell, stepped up pretty lively and went flat and swore terrible, and me and Beanie nearly died, we laughed so. Well, it kept on. People didn't know what made them fall, and Jim Oldland sat right down in his new umbrella, and then they sent me downstairs for a pail of wet sawdust, and when I was coming up, I heard an awful wang and when i got up in the hall they were lugging old mr stickney off to die and they put water in his head and lugged him home in a hack me and beanie don't know what to do if we don't tell bob will lose his place and if we do we will get licked march thirty first april fool day tomorrow i am laying for beanie old francis licked five fellers today because they sung wrong when we were singing speak kindly it is better for to rule by love than fear june fourteenth Raish Belknap and Horace Cobbs go in swimming every morning at six o'clock. I got a licking today that beat the one Beanie got. Last summer, me and Tom Tit Thompson and Caw Caw Harding and Whack and Paz and Boog Chadwick went in swimming in May and all through the summer until October. One day I went in ten times. Well, I didn't say anything about it to father so as not to scare him. Well, today he didn't go to Boston, and he said, I am going to teach you to swim. When I was as old as you, I could swim, said he, and you must learn. I said, I have been wanting to learn to swim, for all the other boys can swim. So we went down to the gravel, and I peeled off my clothes and got ready. Now, said he, you just wade in up to your waist and squat down and duck your head under. I said, the water will get in my nose. He said, no, it won't. Just squat right down. I could see him laughing when he thought I would snort and sputter. So I waded out a little ways and then dive in and swam underwater most across. And when I came up, I looked to see if father was surprised. Gosh, you ought to have seen him. He had pulled off his coat and vest, and there he stood up to his waist in the water with his eyes just bugging right out as big as hen's eggs, and he was just a-going to die from my dead body. Then I turned over on my back and waved my hand at him. He didn't say anything for a minute, only he drawed in a long breath. Then he began to look foolish and then mad, and then he turned and started to slosh back to the bank where he slipped and went in all over. When he got to the bank, he was pretty mad and yelled for me to come out. When I came out, he cut a stick and wailed me, and as soon as I got home, he sent me to bed for lying. But I guess he was mad because I about scared the life out of him. But that night, I heard him telling mother about it, and he said that he dived three times for me in about 30 feet of water. But he bragged about my swimming and said I could swim like a striped frog. I shall never forget how his boots went kerslosh, kerslosh, kerslosh when we were skinning home through cross lots. I shall never forget how that old stick hurt either. Anyhow, he didn't say anything about not going in again, so I guess I am all right. June 15th, 1860- Johnny Heald, a student, came to me and wanted me to carry some tickets to a dance round to the girls in the town. There was about 100 of them. He read the names over to me, and I said I knew them all. So after school, me and Beanie started out and walked all over town and gave out the tickets. I had a long string of names, and every time I would leave one, I would mark out the name. I didn't give the head girls any because they told father about some things that me and Beanie and Pute did and the Parmer girl
girls and the Seeley girls lived way up on the plains and I didn't want to walk up there. So I went over to Hemlock side to give one. I went over to the factory boarding house and give some to them. They was awful glad to get them too and said they would go to the dance. Some people was not at home and so I gave their tickets to the next house. It took me till eight o'clock and I got one dollar for it. I don't believe those girls that didn't get their tickets will care much about going anyway. I guess the head girls won't want to tell on me another time. June 23rd. There is a dead rat in the wall in my room. It smells awful. End of The Real Diary of a Real Boy by Henry A. Shute. Recording by Henry Niemark.